Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 13th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing all right. If I was a, if I was a mule of the PGA Tour, I might be complaining about unfit working conditions. You know, this is, I'm, I'm rounding in on, you know, this is going to take me to the, almost the four hour mark of uh, audio recordings for the day. But, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. I'm not going to complain. The term mule has really, it's really taken off here. You know, throwaway line and some, you know, March article that Ryan Armour was just trying to be emphatic, trying to add emphasis to what, what the point he's trying to make. And it will forever, I think, be burned into the lexicon, I think, of, of professional golf or at least PGA Tour structure. And I don't know. I think we need... A new taxonomy, quite honestly, because <laughs> mule might be too complimentary for some of the names that appeared on this uh, letter demanding to be taken seriously um, today that came out or it came out overnight. I think Trod tweeted it um, last night. Um, it was floating around. Um, and so I just think mule, it's, it's official into the lexicon. But I think it's being used a little too liberally at this point because some of these names are more in the in-out alternate uh, I don't realm. Think a mule, I don't think a mule is an appropriate term. I don't For think an in-out mule. alternate fringe yeah. player. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Um, so let's like, get to uh, Ryan, it. Ryan Armour is kind of a cut above a lot of these guys. Yeah, Northeast Ohio zone, Ryan Armour. Um can we Ryan, before, before we get to the list? I, I'm assuming everybody's seen the list. Recently, uh, recently, I was this list came into my possession recently before before this was out, and I was communicating with a player about this, and I said to the player, under no circumstances, <laughs> do you want your name on this list? You cannot appear on this list it is career suicide no matter uh, not how, career suicide said, but it's not no good. matter yeah. no matter how you feel if you agree with this sentiment you don't want to be a part of this this is going to be a pr nightmare for everybody on the list and sure enough it comes out and th these names have just been just battered about PR nightmare. Like, I mean, PR, that's the first in any PR they've ever had. What do you mean? Like PR nightmare. I guess any, I guess any, 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 PR. any PR is good PR, I guess. You know, some of these guys might be sending it to their sponsors, but some of them, some of them, you know, like Scott Pierce, he doesn't have any sponsors to send this to. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to it. I want to present both sides here. I know there's a both sides. I don't want to... I don't want to dismiss it, but there is a benevolent reading we can make of this. And I want to pre present that at least some balance to this. Um, but the list of names is like a who's who. This podcast was probably created to talk about, quite honestly. 
five years ago. The, it's on letterhead from Sussman Godfrey, LLP. Which big big litigation shop, big boy lit uh, law firm doesn't mess around. Um, they were behind the successful lawsuit of Dominion, a voting systems on Fox News Corp that got whatever eight hundred million. And I had one uh, observer equipped uh, to me. I wonder if Grayson knows he's got the law firm that disproved the election fraud working for him. And he signed on to this letter. I thought that was amusing. But a legit law firm, Sussman Godfrey, LLP. One one quick thing to just keep in mind about this thing. A little inside baseball here, but the PGA Tour is paying the legal fees of this law firm. Set these these players up with their legal with this with this legal work. So the PGA Tour is paying for this also. I, I yeah, and it, it's given it their cheap. stature, the billable rate is probably not in the claimant zone. Let's just put it that way. Probably a legit billable rate they got going on here at Sussman Godfrey, um, December tenth, twenty twenty three. Dear PGA Tour Policy Board, our firm represents 21 members of the PGA Tour identified at the bottom of this letter. We'll get to that letter, that list in a minute. We write on their behalf to obtain information about the PGA Tour's consideration of several proposals that will alter the structure of the PGA Tour and may have profound impact on our clients' lives and the lives and livelihoods of hundreds of other tour players. Makes sense. I think that makes sense. It would have an impact. The board has recently received multiple bids by prospective capital partners, yada, yada, yada. Who controls it? How the PGA Tour operates, who owns it. All but a handful of PGA Tour players have been kept entirely in the dark about the prospective transaction, how it will impact them, and what conflicts of interest may impact the decision makers. We demand full disclosure of the details <laughs> and analyses demand. of any proposals, any proposals by prospective capital partners, which should be shared promptly with all tour players. We also demand a meeting with the independent directors on the policy board to understand the process that has been followed and will be followed going forward. Importantly, we seek assurances that all conflicts of interest will be disclosed and will not be permitted to color the decision-making process. Ooh, what are they suggesting here? One of the policy board members is in bed with the, is getting a cut of private equity for, from the private equity firm. They're, they're, they're kind of, I don't know if they're implying, but they're, they're certainly wondering if there are conflicts of interest. PGA Tour players have been kept in the dark about this process are the lifeblood of the PGA Tour, of the tour. <laughs> They deserve to know what is happening. Now, that screams to me like a phrase, and we'll get to the list, uh, uh, conjured up by an attorney who might not have been following this PGA Tour golf from week to week very closely, like similar to the live lawyer who called the FedEx Cup the Super Bowl of golf. Because lifeblood, it's more like the blood that's pouring out of someone dead on the sidewalk. It could be blood. It's, 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 re- it's required. It needs to be flowing, but I don't know if it's the lifeblood of the tour. That seems like a stretch. Before we get to the list, if I were going to, you know, you could get it, act like you don't know who's on the list. If I was going to say the lifeblood of the PGA tour, who are some players that come to mind? John Rom. Whoops. Um, uh, like, you know, Tiger, whether he's even there or not, Rory Spieth, JT, uh, you know, Colin Morikawa, those types. Those, if I was going to say to you, who's the lifeblood of the NFL? Who would you, what would you say? All the quarterbacks, a bunch of quarterbacks, some superstar running backs, pass rushers, that kind of thing. 
What about the NBA? Who's the who's the lifeblood of the NBA? Rui Hachimura. No, I mean <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, KD, KD Giannis, Embiid. Yeah. All right, Doncic, Jokic. Right. Right. All right. Now let's get to the list. All right, in alphabetical order. I will. I will also. I'm going. I've got Control F up on the career money list. I will. I will let you know what these what these gentlemen have been paid for their contribution to the PGA Tour through the years. Ryan Brem, who won, I believe, an opposite field event to secure his card last year, Michigan State Zone. Brem is 451st on the career money list with 2.2 million in earnings. Okay. Wes Bryan. I think he's I think he's had about like three full seasons on the PGA tour. I mean, he's a 4A guy. Like classic 4A guy. Maybe that's just pushing it. Wes um, Bryan won the Heritage, you know. Wes Bryan a, a, a very popular a YouTuber. Yes. And golfer, you know. One has won a lot of professional golf tournaments, whether it's Corn Ferry and and has won on the PGA Tour. $4.18 million. MJ, 361, 361 on the career money list. God, this is sick that I'm pulling these facts off the top of my head as I go through some of these names. MJ DeFee, who had a cup of coffee, I believe, at the top of the leaderboard at Brookline, where we learned he was just an incorrigible a-hole, like really not a good guy, like a mean mf not a nice guy. We got inside sources. When you pop on a leaderboard, we start to get info on you, and that's when we learned he wasn't a great fella. He's signed on, MJ DeFee. 518th on the career money list, 1.19 million in earnings. I mean, he's like a Monday, he was like in a Monday qualifier. I think guy. he's played one year on tour. This He he, he deserves to have a, a, a big voice. He has a big voice in the future of the PGA Tour. Dylan Fratelli, the frugal light, the frugal one, who's been a po- popular subject on this uh, podcast, whose burner account may have been popping at us today. I was doing some investigation or, or someone affiliated with them was getting at us. Um, always was looking getting, to s- somebody was getting at me in the fried egg mentions about moving from Chicago to California. For why? What? For ta- why were they? Getting I don't at know. He's calling it, me a know? hypocrite. Oh, okay. All right. Dylan Fratelli. Dylan Fratelli. Who's saving? The savings are being accrued. You know, he's he's using. Honestly, compared to the his contemporaries that we've uh, that we've listed off. Dylan Fratelli's a superstar. He's 276 on the career money yeah. list at 6.8 million. And he's saving, you know, $500 a year on sunscreen. Um, Tommy Ganey, the Solicitor <laughs> General himself, finds himself on legal letterhead today again, but for good re- or for less, you know, less sordid I reasons, mean- I suppose. This was a top three name on the list for me. This was- Tommy Two Gloves. Thinking he's, I mean, God, can't this, believe the this delusion. Is, this is where some of these guys needed to, to realize the association. Association yeah. bias, right? You yeah. can't put yourself on the list with Tommy Ganey, the Solicitor General. Six million dollars, number 306. He's uh-huh. won, he won Zurich, right? 
Was it Zurich? He won. He won RSM. 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 Island. Sea Island. A couple times. Three. He almost won Zurich one year. Three oh six on the money on the on the career money list. Six million in earnings. Brent Grant, who you oh, encountered at Pebble God. Beach in uh, February this year, one you year service, th- one year service on the on the on the PGA Tour, did not retain his PGA Tour card, but he's on this list. He deserves a voice. He demands to understand. He did not keep his card. He made four hundred sixty-six thousand dollars on the PGA Tour this year. He's number five seventy-five. He does not. I mean, he has conditional status on the PGA Tour. He's, he, he played. He played in twenty. He's played in probably twenty-two PGA Tour events in his career. And this man, this man demands demands to be taken seriously. Wasn't your snap judgment of him when you walked with him for a bit at Pebble that he seems a surly fella? Like he seemed yes. kind of grumpy. Well, you might have. To, there you go. I don't know. Um, Lanto Griffin, no shock to see him here, given he's on the record now for the last seven, eight months. Superstar um, on this list. Yeah, he's won. He's won real money. He, Houston, he won. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's uh, right. L- Lanto Griffin, $7.4 million. I gave Be- Lanto the benefit of the doubt. I rounded him up to 7.4. Okay. He's 268 on the list. Scott Harrington, uh, oh, guy who's God. been sort of a fan fan. <laughs> Favorite over the years, up and down though, up and down, up and down. A lot of times in KFT finals, one point six, one point six million dollars, four eighty seven on the career money list. Seems like a nice guy, and I don't want to personally attack any of these guys. You know, maybe solicitor general a little bit, but that's his own doing. Um, he's forty three years old. I was wondering how old he is. he's forty. I think he's so got he's two two years on the PGA tour. Okay. The lifeblood. He is the lifeblood. When I think about the lifeblood, Scott Harris. I mean, you couldn't have, you could, like, if we were writing sort of a parody segment for the newsletter, I don't think we could come up with these. This would be too, like, on the nose if we listed these names. Next, Andrew Landry, another <laughs> subject of scorn of this podcast for not saying, complaining about the rules while also not knowing the rules. I think another one-time winner. He hasn't won twice, right? He's won He's Texas won at least once, San Antonio. <laughs> at least once, maybe twice. He had, he had, you know, he was in the mix at Oakmont years ago at the U.S. It's Open. True. Two eighty-four yeah. on the money list. Six point eight million dollars, right Jeez. in the Lantos zone. <laughs> Actually, Lantos way. Yeah, good chunk of change for not really being relevant, not being Nate, able to be picked out of a, a lineup. <laughs> Nate Lashley, who. Uh, Posted to Instagram last week the pip and his feelings were very clear on uh, mule dis- mule mistreatment, I should say. <laughs> so not shocking to see him on the another list. another one time winner, right? He's won one time or is he, he won, won twice? Detroit? He won Detroit. Yeah, just Detroit. Uh, Two seventy four. They're all. This is. It seems to be the high water mark. I think until we get to Danny Willett, this is kind of every. The shock of this whole thing is Danny Willett being on this list. Yeah, six point nine, six point nine million dollars. Two seventy four. That was that was what I didn't understand. What happened to Danny Willett? Did they kidnap him? <laughs> did they force him to sign? Did the mules up? Like you know, was he just? Yeah. Did they catch him? Did they get a bunch of drinks in him and get him to yeah. agree to this? Yep. Oh, you know who I missed after Lanto and Harrington? James Hahn. Least uh, shocking thing ever. I mean, he's won. Up. He's won. He's been around forever. 
won LA, right? One yeah. win Riviera. I believe he's won a couple times. I, I you know, he's yeah. he's big earner too. This is yeah. this is by far the biggest so far. One sixty three on the career money list. He's he's earned for his troubles twelve point seven million dollars. Just just slaving away, uh, bringing in all the sell, but he's putting butts in the seats. He's putting, you know, negotiating the TV rights deal. That's who they're factoring in. Um, what else do we have? You know Brandon? what's crazy? What's crazy? Yep. Yep. James Hahn has made more money on the PGA Tour than Trevor Immelman did. That's just, yeah. Um, that's how good James Hahn has it. Let's just. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, next up, Brandon Matthews. I would say he was the more surprising one to see on this list. He seems like sort of a, an even-tempered, enlightened fella. One of the few people in our rollback rear and review research who came yeah. out and was fully fledged and good with it, but he's on the list. Another one one year of service on the PGA Tour, $303,000 in earnings. Conditional status at best for 2024. Not not somebody that I, I'm concerned with, you know, dictating the future of the PGA Tour here. Next up, uh, big what? fan. Hope Brandon Matthews does well, but not not really. Uh, yeah, I like not Brandon really Matthews. who who I'm looking to 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 dictate the future here. Next up, we have the perpetually disgruntled Dirt McGirt, who I guess is still on the tour. I don't know. I, he's done work on the Tory One Memorial. He's been a good player in his time, but I don't know that like he still is. Seven years old, and yeah, he, he, you know, yeah, think yeah. time on the tours kind of passed him by. Yeah. As as James Hahn admitted in an article, the Adam Schupack, I think Dirt Mercer falls into this category. James Hahn's sure. talking about, you know, listen, I I think I'm going to play with conditional status and. And at that point, I'm I'm gonna just kind of wait around till the senior tour, right? I don't think yeah. I can compete here. Right. William McGirt, 188, 11.4 million in, in earnings. 188 on the list. Grayson Murray up next, another disgruntled, forever disgruntled. Grayson Murray comes up in your review research uh, today with Canadian Open, constantly in trouble, getting himself another- in trouble. Suspended top three, other top three name that you don't want to be associated with. <laughs> top three name, and you're you're someone that's been associated. I've with played him. a pro am with Gold Grayson. I guess I was associated with him. I watched him play golf at, at, on the Court Ferry Tour and thought, "Well, this guy is really, really talented." And Super then, talented. And then the first time I heard him, you know, for some public comments from him, I said, "Oh, well, that might have been a mistake." Yeah. <laughs> Really a chips lot of talent. Um, so. 3.8 million, 381 on the career money list. Okay. Uh, Scott Piercy. Not surprising <laughs> to see him involved. I mean, we're just going through. I think the, he's number, number Scott. The top, he's in the top three. I think this is the final final straw of the top three. The final man of the top three of players you don't want to be associated with. Yep. Maybe the pro, most prolific on this list. 69th Good on the player. career money list, 23.4 million <laughs> in earnings. Scott Piercy has made a lot of money on the PGA Tour. Oh, wouldn't say he's he's also, you know, they're putting him on all the banners to market the tour. Uh Chez, Big Bill Reevy, who's kind of, you know, surprise on the sunset, on, on the sunset of his career, though. Come on. 
Big Chez. $21.5 million, okay. 81st on the money list. One of the more decorated players. Chris Stroud, crime poor, last week, diluted. $13.3 million, 154. Like yep. Callum Terran, providing uh-huh. an international flavor to the list. I believe we've only had South Africans and Americans so far, but Callum Terran, is he, isn't he a Brit or a? Yeah. I think, I think Europe, he retained right? his card. He had a okay. pretty good year. 2.8 yep. million in earnings, 419 on the money list. I think this was his first year on the PGA Tour, though. Again, a second year player. And we got none other than our old friend Donald Rowland, son of the swing surgeon himself, DJ Trahan. <laughs> Clemson's f- f- very own DJ Trahan mule. I think like he's, he might've been a mule back when, you know, <laughs> he's not a mule anymore. No, he's an he's, in out alternate guy. He's not a mule anymore. He's maybe, maybe he's a rent a mule, right? Like you can, <laughs> you can go to the farm next door and rent, rent him if you're low on mules. <laughs> 194 on the career money list, 1.1 million. Or 11.1 million. Oh, I was going to say 1.1. There's too many ones. There's too many ones. 11.1. Losing my mind here. Then we got Richie Wierinski, who has won Barracuda. I know. He's won the Stableford event. Won won the big break, too. (laughs) Okay. We got Richie W. Has kept a card this year. From pandemic, just was was playing off two year exemption status for like the twenty twenty Barracuda, still playing, playing for like eight million dollar purses all year this year. Two eighty six seven million in earnings, or no six point seven in earnings. And then we have green jacketed own what Danny Willett, the last name on this list. Just a, I. Uh, I mean, he's won a lot of big time events. Hasn't he won Wentworth too? I mean, he's multiple, won a lot of Euro Tour Ryder events. Cups, Rolex Series, Masters. I just can't believe he's on this list. Top top ten player in the world, I think. Do you think Probably. his brother imposter impersonated him and signed <laughs> to this list? Was his brother? What was that guy? PJ Willett. What was that guy's name? Something Willett. Right, not beds. That's maybe you- what happened. He's only made uh, $8.1 million on the PGA Tour. Okay. But worldwide, he's probably in the you know double digits somewhere, 12, Has 15, Has greater, greater co- career uh, accomplishment than any player on this list, greater name brand recognition than any player on this list, completely different stratosphere than any player on this list, and someone who got very, very bad advice from their agent. Um, so this feels like a list we couldn't even conjure it up if we tried. Like we just, the hits kept coming. We were looking at this. Um, I get that they have great legal representation. I want to provide like a little bit of balance here. We had a little fun with them. As a collective, they're kind of critical to the PGA Tour Are as they? it is currently structured. As it is currently structured. Wait, why? Do you don't think we could pull in 20 Corn Ferry Tour players? Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I mean, to clarify, beyond like the 21, like this category, this kind of player, not just these 21. Mules, as a collective. Do you think that, do you think the 12th man on the, 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 the number 10 through 12 
on NBA benches are really critical to the NBA? No. I don't know that we're in that area, but but the NBA is different than the PGA Tour in that they they do need to fill out fields. Um, do they? Do they actually? They I would, need a system of promotion, relegation, qualification. Um, do you think they're hurting for players to play for $8 million purses? No, Tal- of course not. Talented course players not. to play for $8 million purses. No, as a collective, they are they are part of this tour. What I think... What what's illust- being illustrated here are the incredible weaknesses of the tour structure and why it's not fit anymore for 2023. A uh, playing opportunities, a membership organization, uh, certainly a not for profit part of that. But that is what the structure is. Whether like, of course, we are not denying reality here. Like they, the tour would go on if these 21 guys cease to exist, and they are not they are not material to the value of the PGA tour, these 21, but the structure is what it is. These players, Brandon Matthews is like a 99 percentile athlete. Like you can understand they're, they are 99%. They're better than the rest of the world. Like 99% of the rest of the world at what they do. They've reached the pinnacle of their profession. They are a member of this organization. Things were done June 6th with zero transparency for the company that they work for or were are part of, where they are, quote unquote, members. Are they as important to members? No, we're not denying. I'm not like deluded. But I'm trying to see it from their perspective of like, why do I have zero clue what is happening here when I am in name a member of this organization? Now, Brent Grant, MJ Defee, a couple of these guys are way Brandon too fringe. Matthews. Are they yeah. are they actually members? No. If you're, I mean, and if you're playing on an injury extension, are you really deserve to be a member? If you're on some bullshit past champion status or you know um lifetime achievement extension, no, you don't Look, deserve I'm trying to give this the most benevolent reading possible, and I realize these guys are pissed off about June 6th. That's context. I think that's useful context. And they're incredibly good at what they do. They To be told they bring zero value to the operation is probably hard to hear. That decisions should not take them into account is probably hard to hear. But I think it's illustrative of the absolute insanity of the PGA Tour structure that they could feel this sort of entitlement to send this kind of letter and actually be heard. And that's kind of the structure of where it is right now. And they're working sort of within the confines of it, for better or worse, and probably worse, because they have no pot to piss in. They have no place to play. If, you know, Victor Hovland follows John Rahm and Rory and Tiger and all these players don't bring home the bacon. There isn't $21 million in career earnings. I guess the thing that I find just extremely appalling and borderline offensive of this, of this whole thing here is, you know, and their complaints about the new system and everything is that it seems to me that the policy board and the PGA tour advisory, the pack, everybody's going out of their way to try and preserve these players. Like, There is a a very, very 
distinct possibility that they they could this all could be gone. But the players who are in power at the policy board level have worked tirelessly. You know, a lot of the players, not John Rahm withstanding, who just left, a lot of these players have been loyal. And by being loyal, they have saved these players. So th- for these players to revolt against the very people who are continuing to um, involve them in a world of golf that's changing, that appears, you know, and I, I sympathize that they are, you know, kind of being told that they are, are not of value, right? But, you know, at the same time, there are a lot of players like you heard it with with Tiger, you know, when he did the 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 and whether you agree with it or not, like I kind of like I think they need to be a little bit more cutthroat with the rank and file of the PGA <coughs> Tour, right? But Tiger seemed very, very um emphatic about keeping the the existing like some some of the existing structure of the PGA tour still having it feel like the PGA tour, despite they're going to go and all these people are going to want them to change. You know, this influx of cash is going to want change to the PGA tour. But to me, these people have been trying to retain the idea of any of these players playing great golf and moving back, moving up, you know? And that's like, I think the thing that's frustrating most to me and insulting is nobody on this list. We're doing this year review. None of them did anything on the golf course. None of them did anything of any consequence on the golf course. And you want to be like, I hate to, this sounds bad, but like if you want your voice to be more heard, play better, right? Like imagine if like, I, I never play on, on a, on a NFL team. And I start like barking at the offensive coordinator about the way he's calling calling plays, and it's like, dude, you're like the third string tackle, or like you're the you're the nickel you're the nickel back, and you go to management and you're pissed that you're not on like the banners outside the stadium, or you're not getting a cut of like like Messi getting a cut of jersey sales, but you're like the the you know the extra guy. It's probably That's the more same- of the. It's probably analogy. the same irrational confidence that got them to the PGA Tour and why they're one of the best players in the world. But they need somebody in their camp that tells them they're being completely, completely idiotic and irrational. And they're, you know, only like this. This whole letter is only going to have a negative impact on all of the top players that have been trying to protect these guys. Um. I would say the collection that it is too doesn't help their cause. Like if they're, <laughs> I don't know who I'm trying to think if there was some, some guys that you just wouldn't expect to be on the list, more of them, you know what I'm saying? Or more than 21. Um, it, it might help their cause, but it's like, these are the guys <laughs> you would expect to be squeaky wheels or to holler. And I would, I just, again, to like, give them a imagine- little bit more, Go ahead. Like if Camilo Vajegas yeah. is on there and like uh, or a veteran, just, Matt Kuchar. Let's throw Kuchar Matt, in there because yeah. he's done stuff. You Stuart know? Sink. Like yeah. um, just in general, like if you had 
some people that weren't just all generally bad actors in squeaky wheels. Exactly. Like it, it would provide such a, such value to the argument. Right. But instead it's just all Tommy Ganey. I, I, I giving them even one more benefit of the doubt. They are just asking for transparency. Basically. Now, what they would do with the whatever they were given, I'm sure it would be kick and scream and holler about this, what was being done or this, that. Like, I I don't think it's the worst thing to ask for a little transparency based on how they're feeling stunned by June 6th. At the same time, though, there are sometimes situations where you cannot be transparent. I am sure, I'm positive that there are probably a lot of NDAs in play right now with all these negotiations. And the more the more people that know about things, then it becomes this whole game of telephone around the tour and the gossip has been like a huge yeah. problem for yeah. the PGA Tour. Yep. We uh I just did June 6th year interview research, which I don't think we're going to get to here in this episode, but um it, if it's this episode or the next, it's incredibly eye-opening to look at that those days and where we are now. And I guess my conclusion sort of is they're on their back foot right now, right? Is that fair to say? The back the tour is on their back foot right now a little bit. Yes. I think that's and fair to say. Once June 6th happened, like the screw job was already done. Just let those who screwed you get it done. What would have been best, it seems like, based on my research, is if Jimmy Dunn, who had developed the rapport with the Osser, and obviously, like, I get you're pissed off. I like it. What would have seemed best is if those guys could have just got it done. But instead, the players, pissed off and, and justifiably so about the secretive process, jammed it up, clogged it up, and now they're on their back foot. It was sort of like, I, I'm not suggesting Jude Six was like the right way to do it, but once it was done, you kind of had to let those who screwed you ride with them because they were probably the best ones and they had developed the rapport and and seen the vision for what could have happened. And the, once the players started pumping the brakes and looking for other directions, we're now on our back foot here at the end of the year. So that's based, that's a separate conclusion. We'll get to that in your interview. Um, anything else on the mule memo? I think we covered it. I don't, I don't, it was, it was, I literally laugh out loud moment for me. Uh, well, those guys have made a lot in their career. Some of them more. They, they have plenty of people to thank for that. And if they want to send them a holiday gift, <laughs> We'd suggest maybe, you know, I think Nate Lashley wants to send Pat Cantley a holiday gift or I guess Tiger Rory Spieth would be more Jay Monahan, Maybe Jay yeah. Monahan, you know, he, yeah. he, the guys, I'm sure they're lining it up to send him a gift. <laughs> they go to fatcork.com and enroll them as members. That's a membership. This is another membership organization with real benefits. Real benefits for anyone who signs up. You could be a superstar. You could be a solicitor general. We, we'd rather you not break the law in that regard. But you could be anybody. And this is a membership organization. And you get quarterly shipments. I'm, whether I'm, I'm confident your voice will be heard, too. And they will be transparent. <laughs> you get handwritten notes. 
There is no secrecy. You get uh, details of every bottle you're shipped. There's nothing secretive about it. You get all where it came from, who the grower was. Uh, Brian will be on the horn with you. The customer service is first class. That's not just like some talking point. I've gotten that from my friends who've had themselves taken care of. Brian, like you get letters, handwritten notes. There is full transparency in this member organization. You can sign up. You could be a weekender. You could be a frequent fizzer. Or maybe, maybe you're one of those superstars. You're in the top 30 in the FedEx Cup or something. You could be a merrymaker. And that's 12 bottles per shipment. This is the ideal uh, Christmas gift right now. Uh, as you're scrambling here in the last, I don't know, 12, 15 days before the end of the year. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It'll come every quarter. And if you sign up as a member, you get a, a free Seamus head cover, not an insignificant little item thrown in there, not some tchotchke that's going to just be tossed away. That is real value to it. I'm going to show that off maybe on Instagram tomorrow. Uh, you that. get two bottles of the You're year. Influence. Two bottle stoppers. Well, you know, I, I'm getting influenced, I think, by the Bespoke head covers. I want to deny her of, of this absurd industry, but I think it's actually pretty good. Uh, portable ice bag that takes the place of a bulky ice bucket. So a bunch of little goodies thrown in there when you sign up to be a member of the Fat Cork Champagne Club. Great gift for significant others. Uh, and it's a consumable good. It doesn't stick around in the house. It's not a useless tchotchke. It's consumed, it, it enlivens the party, and it's uh, it's enjoyed. And then you move on. You get a next shipment. So that's what we suggest. Gift guide this year, fatcork.com. Uh, and if you want to use just a one-off shipment, use the promo code GOLF, and you get free shipping on that. So, all right. Should we move on with golf news? Completely clogging up the year review here. <sighs> Tony Finau not going to live. We I'm think, saying. like, I mean, everybody drawing like 100% lock stock conclusions anything can change i think but says you'll see in kapalua excited to, to defend you know in mexico and elsewhere on the pga tour this year um so saying you know in an instagram caption that he's staying that's uh, uh positive for the tour yeah positive for very the tour. positive are they just going to go down their list to their next uh you know what's what's live going to do right yeah I mean, what what we're back in here is like the full blown rumor stage where anybody taking a meeting, taking a call, which doesn't suggest doesn't imply interest, but just picking up the phone is going to be rumored a- again. All right, little unsubstantiated rumor on Finau. There we go, our own. Not blown away with his offer, mm-hmm. and concerned about his qualification into majors for upcoming years so that was kind of you know the the feedback on on the live the live dance from from uh finau what is he in the owg unsubstantiated rumor you know yeah he obviously hasn't won the masters for that exemption like rom he's 20th in the world right now so had had kind of a down year last year despite the win 20th um, in the world and you know one year on live maybe you're out of the all the all the qualification by next year right 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 so and and not not blown away by the by the month you know so i think that uh, that's an interesting perspective uh, unsubstantiated rumor 
Yep. So Fino not going, a positive uh, win for the tour, so to speak. Um, elsewhere, I mean, there's rumors here. As we, I said, the rumors are starting to fly that Hovland, I think it's like a, that handicap 54 um, outlet. Hovland throwing Wyndham Clark in there as well. <laughs> Clark would make three of the four defending major champions at Liv. Um, would also, Hovland and Wyndham would... Add a little bit of a an oaky state. The Pokes love their oil money, but there's a million of them <laughs> over on Liv, Shikara, Howell, a bunch of them. Um, that's that's just rumor. I don't know. Hovland would obviously be a huge blow again to the PGA Tour. I, I don't know. We'll see where it goes, but that's up and running. Um, what else do we have? New status updates. Big release from the PGA Tour here on Tuesday night, but all it really says is that... <laughs> Everybody's moving up a spot without, you know, without recognizing or understanding why, mentioning why. So Mac Hughes goes from 51 to 50th. Alex Smalley moves from 61 to 60 uh, to get in the next 10. Mac Hughes now in all signature events. Um, what is it? Carl Wan goes to 125, full status. Paul Haley, son of Jack Haley. Paul Haley, the sixth. Oh, uh-huh, the build is to 150th. <laughs> Nuggets to 150th. Uh, the final stage. Um, and then uh, Jonas Blixt, somehow still in, involved in per- PGA Tour press releases, has DP World Tour membership because he's now 200th in the FedEx Cup. So all of this comes from the elephant in the room. John Rahm leaving bumps everyone up a spot. Mackenzie Hughes is now 50th into all the uh, signature events. So oh, nice. God, was, was going to struggle if Mackenzie Hughes wasn't in those events. All right, come on. We've popped the mules enough here tonight. <laughs> Just you know, it it shows the the impact that the the division and the sport uh has, right? It has has done what it's done, right? Yeah. I like there's like there's 10 guys. I mean, you bump this bump the top 50 down 10 spots, right? I let's see what it would do, right? I'm waiting on the PGA Tour to, uh, website to load. But if you give, well, if you put DJ Brooks, Bryson, Cam Smith, John Rahm, um, probably Talor, who else is in there? But there's probably ten guys on that on that PGA uh, the live list that that come into the top fifty, and you replace like. These are the re- the guys that get replaced, right? Seamus Power, Cameron Young would get replaced, which is crazy. Eric Cole, Ben a- Ben on, uh, Adam Hadwin, Tom Hoagie. Ah, that's I didn't know this was going to be a result of this exercise here. <laughs> Todd Watch, Cam Davis, Pat Rogers, and Hideki. That. You know, it's like you take those ten names out. Like it's just so such a strong such a stronger product with unity. Yep. Yep. Um, but I mean, that sort of gets what, what, at the point of what the, the term lifeblood being thrown in there. Like there is no life. There is no life for this tour. If that, like there is nowhere for you to play if the top, whatever, 10, 15, whoever. Um, all right. I'd, I mean, I'd love to, for the tour to go back to the old, what they, I think they called it the rabbit system. Yeah. Where there's like, there's 50 or 60 exempt players 
and basically everybody else was qualifying in and out. And I think the the there's so much money in this sport now that it could support this. And I mean, it just like it's just so much more fierce of competi- the competition. Like if you make it live a life or like not life or death, but like you're you get to pick where you play if you're top 60 and if you don't you're you're playing week to week. Like I think that would be freaking awesome. Well, it's just emblematic of how fat and happy things have gotten. Can we just talk about something we skipped over? Tony Finau? Rumored, like rumored, maybe the offer was $85 million. I don't know what it was. Tony Finau, I'm sorry. That's an insane amount of money. The guy has won the Puerto Rico Open. He's won the 3M Open. He won the Northern Trust. He won Rocket the Rocket Morgan. Mortgage Classic, the Houston <laughs> Open, and the Mexico Open. And $85 million. The offer's not good enough. I don't like that offer. Unsubstantiated rumor. It's, it's, the whole thing's out of whack. Both of the, both He's of an exceptional talent. Rumors. $85 million is unsubstantiated. Yes, I, I and that he didn't love the offer. There's, All right. no, there's no way he got offered $85 million. What do you think it should be? I mean, Cam Smith got a hundred, right? Forty, right after. He's more than that. Forty was like fifty. I guess those are the earlier days. It's it's funny money. I'm Fino's exceptional, but whatever number not being good enough, whatever it is, is kind of crazy. Um, all right, PGA Tour U expanding, which is good. I heard. Like another- I heard. I heard. Rom is taking over the cliques. Is he? Another unsubstantiated rumor, and he's changing the name. Of course, he is. This is this is this is bullshit. This is <laughs> this is changing legacies. How do you expect Blandy to play under a different different name? Well, I mean, I'm just hoping Blandy's around. Is Blandy going to tugboat hitch himself to rise yeah, and and Keimer. What a terrible team to inherit. That's tough. Tough. Um, all right, PGA Tour U expanding. Five more Division One collegiate golfers, top player in Division Two, will be eligible to earn PGA Tour America's membership in 2024. Again, just a move to try to sweeten the pot for talents. I mean, if like Nate Lashley and Tommy Two Gloves and Dirt McGirt, like this is also part of the the, the deal, man. Like they'll bitch about rollback at the same time, where maybe some of their skills might. And they'll but bitch also, about the young guys. Yeah, roll it back. Maybe that gives you a chance. But it's just like I don't know. It's sort of there's myopia, a NIMBY, a NIMBY problem with some of these guys. And you know, it, the the game's gotten younger and better, and the tour's trying to you know kind of fill the life, put more lifeblood in from the from the youths. And so they're expanding PGA Tour U. So um, I think that does it for that. There's Q School going on. Let's do... Uh, Q School's event of the week. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm been genuinely fabulous. excited about Q School. Maybe we'll talk about that on Friday. I've got... Some positivity. Some positivity in the world is that, like, there's... I honestly, like, the live, the live qualification skill, you could see the motion of those guys. I mean, life changing. We just talked about entitlement and just dis- illusion of, of, of your role on the PGA tour it is one of my favorite things is watching players earn a PGA tour guard. 
It's the um, best. So I, I'm excited about this. And, yep. it, you know, yep. a little air of positivity, you know, a couple like a couple names just off, uh, you know, right off the bat on this uh-huh. is Isaiah Salinda, a uh, really great player at Stanford. You know, just never he like stayed. He stayed. He didn't take exemptions. He wanted to play in a Walker Cup. And like since then, he's kind of been bad. He's had some bad luck. He just hasn't played well at the right time. He's super talented, and there's it's been crazy to see him without places to play. Uh, it's awesome that he's in this. Our guy, Potguider. We have a uh, notables group. Aldrich Potguider, Quade Cummings, Blaine Hale, Tim Whiting, and Keenan Husky. So we've got a Whiting, a Husky. And, and some Burley boys. Potguider, Quade, and Hale. So uh, he's in there. Mike, Hol- Mike, Mike Holmgren's kids in? Van they- Holmgren? Big boy. Tane Lee, our favorite. Claremont Mud Scripps. Shout out to Tane Lee. Lost to a 10 handicap before Q school started. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that you completely butchered that story. That's what do you mean? True. I'll just... go back and check the story. Check this, check the story. Uh, Marcus have... Bird, Marcus Bird, who's uh who's on the, yeah. the uh, on the Fried Egg YouTube channel. We've got Wes Bryan, Brent Grant, Rich Urinsky, and Scott Harrington. All fresh off the memo or the letter in Q school. <laughs> That's Wonder not a good sign. Walk off, walk across the street to Pontevedra. All right, home. let's go. Let's get to your interview. I'm done talking about this stuff. Uh, can we talk about our friends at Club Champion real quick? Absolutely. If I was Another. getting ready for Q school, you know what I would do? <laughs> I'd go into Club Champion and get dialed in. This is better than tour level. I, you know, they they pride themselves on tour level fittings. I'm just going to say it's better than a tour level fitting because you don't have a, a deal, a sponsorship deal when you go in there and you don't have to just look at, you know, what what shaft's best for X club. You got to try them all out. Like what I found was our friends at Wilson, the Dynapower, finished second <laughs> our, for me. Our friends. Yes. We love Wilson. They might say, hey, don't get that. You know, as a, as a friend of the program found out, they might say, hey, don't get that driver because it might break, the, you know, and that you just don't want to deal with the headache of that. These guys are the, the people, the fine fitters, the women and men that fit a club champion are looking out for your best interests. And they're getting you dialed in to what makes the most sense for you. So I would recommend if you're if you're thinking about getting new clubs in the new year, Get their fitting deal. It's the best deal they've ever done on on fittings. Um, honestly, it's like you spend three hours there basically doing a full bag fitting. You don't feel like you get shortchanged. It's a hundred dollars if you purchase a club right now. So if you get yep. if you just like, oh, I want to get a hybrid right now, get the full bag fitting done. Yeah, I, I tell you, you're gonna be tired at that. You get your data. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, use the code Friday. You can book it. You got to you got to use that through the 25th, I believe. Uh, then you got to book your fitting by the end of January. Promo code Friday at clubchampion.com. They have 60,000 some hittable shaft head combinations, but maybe we put in a request for uh, the Triton to be brought back and stocked. Cortex. If they're going to have Wilson, I think they got to bring back driver versus driver. All right. Hey, that how, about, how about Frankie Cap in the third in in the in the Corn Ferry? Do you think he's got a chance to uh, to rival Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets DeVito? 
Frankie Kappen is an incredibly handsome individual, if I recall correctly. <laughs> I think it might also be pronounced like Sapan or something, but never, never, <laughs> don't trust us on any kind of pronunciation issues. So, uh, are we Minnesota. even going to get through the PGA on this episode? I don't think so. Let's get to the PGA championship. Your, Your review. review, part six. Or do you want to just point it, punt it? Do you want to punt it the next time? No, I don't want to punt a, it. <laughs> do you PGA want to punt championship? It? No, I mean, I do, but, uh, you know. Well, do you should, have a hard should... stop in 10 minutes? No, no, let's go. Let's get the PGA done. We're going to do one event. No. We... I'm telling you, Colonial's blocky mania. Should we punt it? <laughs> I'm so upset about this. The mule memo jammed us. Should we punt? What are we going to record PGA? tomorrow night? Um, I don't know. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. I don't think we're going to get this shit done. You want to do PGA? Real Let's quick? get the PGA done. All Let's right. get it done. Garbage plates. So we're off gnomes. This could be an hour. Yeah. We're off gnomes and we're on to garbage plates at the the preview episode. Uh, We also have some anti-Wegmans chatter. Uh, You know, we heard talked about Seth Wah. You know, he was kind of blasting sort of live the week before. Then he walks in uh, and kind of is taking some pops for that. Uh, he said, I don't people care about it. It's not a survival business model. We, We covered that last time. But but he's sort of on the, you know, in the crosshairs about that. Um, Bryson has a quote. I feel cleaner and healthier, and I feel like I can live to over 100 now. Finally. A year and a half ago, I was like, oh, man, that thing I talked about living to 120, I don't know if I can get there now with the weight I put on, but it's a little different now, and he can live to over 100. God. Um, It's amazing not doing the research in the the beginning of the week, and then I got more quotes about health (laughs) later in the week. Uh, Sanjay M with just insanity went from the Byron Nelson, I believe, or no, no, no. He went, whatever's before the Nelson went from Wells Fargo to Korea to win. He wins the worry financial group championship, then goes to Rochester. So he goes Charlotte, Korea, Rochester, three weeks in a row. Um, we learned that AT&T won't sponsor the Byron Nelson. We got that. Uh, the practice rounds were nuts. Remember the crazy wins on Tuesday? It was like 30 miles an hour. Like half the yeah. guys didn't, never went they out. Like, why am I going to practice? Out. Yeah. And then Wednesday was like incredibly, I think Wednesday bar- temps were barely in the forties uh, and only a few of them went out. And there was all this drama about speed, right? He's got the wrist issue. You know, it's still the, the uh, career slam out there. Is he even going to play? The rough is so bad for your wrist. And he's out there. He's practicing in this cold. Uh, and then it's like super crazy windy on Tuesday. Uh, frost delay was, was in the cards for Thursday, but then it was start to, to clear up. But those, those two practice days were kind of dicey and there wasn't a lot done. Um, there's moderate drama about internal OB on the front nine. I think that was six, seven, right? At yeah. Oak Hill. People yeah. were kind of getting worked up about that. Um, press conferences, uh, Rory goes quiet, just becomes the reticent boy. The one word <laughs> answer. He's like, I'm yeah. not giving these guys anything. Carry and, through uh, the, carry through like the U S open. Did it? I can't remember. He did that at the U.S. Open. Because yes, like he was, no, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Denying yeah, it is what it is. press conferences, didn't want to oh, talk. Yeah. That's right, right. Uh, Bryson, another quote. It's been a great process for me about uh, his eating. 
a couple of years ago, I was so inflamed with the body and was not eating correctly relative to my sensitivities, whatever the fuck that means. I feel good. My energy level is really high. My recovery is a lot easier and I sleep better at night. John Rom, you know, now that we, it didn't matter then, but now speaking in, in May. Some, some bad John Rom quotes coming. Just, I mean, wasn't exactly carrying the flag, you know, across the drawbridge to, to battle. So I don't care. I never got into the feud. I never had any negative feelings towards any player that went to live. In fact, I've mentioned many times, I still play with many of them, play with Taylor, Phil. Really doesn't make a difference to me. Nothing changed. I said at the Masters, uh, the first person I saw was Dustin from Live, and I didn't realize how long it had been until I looked down and saw him wearing foot joys. I was like, okay, it doesn't add up. Uh, that's it. It's nothing's changed, though. They said, do you feel like if you were more invested in it, it would take something out of you, invested in sort of the struggle? Probably, probably, yeah. i say if it was me, I could possibly invest it a li- in a little bit of time and energy onto a feud that's not necessarily player versus player. I don't have a personal issue with them, and there's no reason for me to make it. But yeah, I think it could take, it would. Over a year, yeah, it could take some energy out of you. So, I mean, kind of the opposite of of the Rory perspective at that moment in time. Um, There is, I forgot about this, an incredible, I think Claire Rogers was who I saw tweeted it, photo of this procession into the champion's dinner. Do you remember this with Jay Monahan talking to Rory? And right behind him is Phil talking to Colin Morikawa holding a hefty glass of wine. Crazy photo. Like Phil and Jay, like five feet apart. Um, Phil, <laughs> Phil, I mean, Phil looks like a mortician. He takes this picture in the backyard of whatever his rental home, holding a bag of recovery gummies just to promote it. And he looks like a mortician. He looked terrible. Just ridiculous. Uh, just languid, very bizarre picture promoting recovery gummies. Um, DJ admits how he hurt his back. And Fergie, do you remember this? Fergie was like, what is it, picking up a kid or something? He, goes, he laughs, smirks. He goes, yeah, a big kid. Obviously insinuating something with his uh, Paulina, I would imagine. Um, there's a lot of Waynefoot cops, right? Is O'Kill, like Waynefoot vibes. And he says that the stepchild of Waynefoot, like that was the big pre-tournament talking point. Um, what else? Oh, great tweet. Great receipt for you here, Andy. You had just gone to Club Champion. You tweet on May 17th, 2023. We'll have all this on the TFE Insta story in the coming days. This was May 17th. Where are we at December 12th on that? Got to get that done. Got got it all. Just need 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 to distill it down. Got some humorous stuff in that. Okay. Um, Josh Allen and Von Miller are walking around. Von oh. not seeing the best of times right now. Um, Josh got a win in Kansas City, but yeah, this was catnip carnival, like crazy. Josh, they meet Josh up with Allen Rory. was everywhere, yes. everywhere. Yes. So they're walking around doing all the interviews, everything. Um, Seth Waugh and Rollback. We're glad they've left the recreational game alone because we think now is a time not to now is not a time to make it harder or less fun. We're finally growing in a way that we want to grow. We're struggling with the bifurcation case, though. Like a lot of folks are in a sense that we think it's an integral part of the game that we can all test ourselves against others. So glad they left the rec game alone. They did not by the end of the year. Um, Because they decided to fight both. Yep. Yep. 
Um, what else did Seth called live both unsustainable and inferior? They're talking about what if a live guy wins? There was like this hypothetical. Will that make for an awkward handshake? Oh, live guy did win. Uh, the summary of the like practice days was just rough, 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 like nonstop rough talk. Everybody talking about the rough. The cabbage, um, it's the, the, the crabgrass. Almost done here. ZJ gets into Ryder Cup talk because he has an exemption being the captain. Because you're talking about an individual and DJ, uh, ZJ and DJ, whose resume is extremely deep and wide. He's certainly in my generation, one of the best players I've ever competed against. But it's not fair for me to guess his true form or anybody's true form that I can't witness gobbledygook started a year of zj gobbledygook oh what does that mean i can't see him so he's not on the team can't witness him can't go can't watch on tv you know this is why those guys need to play rounds up close you know it's why dl3 needed to get a good look at will zaltorst and cameron young and play with them on in featured groups a couple years ago but I mean, it's like Brooks then wins four days from now. Like, did you see enough up close there? Like, what, what's going on? I don't know. Z- DJ reiterates, I definitely want to play in the Ryder Cup. Like, this was a big theme. Like, do these guys have a chance? Jason Day just won Nelson. He plays without setting foot on the golf course. This is just blowing people's minds. Part of that was the weather. Does not play a hole. Has not seen the course. Maybe played I, in 2013, but I, a different course then. But I found a, I found a tweet that it, I made that was like because people were losing their minds about this, and it was like it was like I you know Jason Day missed the green on ten because he didn't play practice round. <laughs> <laughs> like he was in the fairway, he missed the green, missed the green because he just he wasn't ready to hit that shot. And honestly, um, <laughs> I, of all of a lot of major courses, this golf course probably you didn't really need to see it, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, last one for the pre-tournament days, ZJ. One more ask nine quote from ZJ. So they asked him about PGA setups, right? And he just says like proper, like real, just so proper, proper golf tournament, proper championship, and you know the pros love the PGA. And so he says that he says the masters, the masters, the open, it's just what you expect. It's you go over there and it's links golf. It's great. And he stops. He goes, the U S open, it has their shtick and it like rolls his eyes and does like some like, and like moves on, just buries it after it's like the Shinnecock. We've lost the golf course stuff. Still fuming, whatever, six years, five years later, the U S open has their shtick. So still kind of complaining about the U S open. So that was DJ. Uh, uh, as the paraded around as the Ryder Cup captain. That's some of your pre-tournament days. What do we got for actual competition? Thursday starts with a first in championship history. Do you know what this is? (laughs) No. What a temperature in the 30s? A frost frost delay. Okay. Two hour frost delay. Okay. So never it happened. And it leads to the most difficult opening round of a major since 2018. It was freezing. It was freezing. Um, Bryson is back. He shoots 66. You hit on some pre-tournament stuff, but he's back. And he's technically just behind Eric Cole, who's minus five through 14. Um, you know, uh, in his round of 66, he uh, he pegged a PGA pro with a golf ball. Oh, that's right. Did he yell four? He did yell four, but he hit the pig man. Kenny oh. Pigman. 
He attacked the pig man with a golf ball. I mean, you could not conjure something up for golf Twitter better. The pig man, Bryson hitting somebody. Just an incredible circumstance. They had like a really nice exchange too. Okay. Bryson did. He yelled for and he handled it well. I it was on say, the fly, right? Like off the wrist I or something? Like a, yeah, like it, it, it like hit him on the side. He was like getting okay. ready to hit a drive. Um, <laughs> the big man. So Bryson attacks the big man with an errant drive. <laughs> attacks. God. Intentionally on, uh, attacks. So, so this, you know, Bryson playing well is great for content. Do you know why? Why? What, what? Press conferences. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> we get him expanding on things. All right, on the comps to Wingfoot, he just shut it down. It is right, but it's, it is more nuanced. I've said this, that a couple times now, where you just can't run it up to every single green. There's force carries, right? It's different. It's a different test and a test I'm willing to take on. All right, on his diet. This, there's more talk about the diet. You know, he, Well, a lot of diet changes. Eating a lot, going down from 5,000 calories a day down to 2,900, whatever it is now. <laughs> Carrie. Oh, my God. <laughs> Carrie, my chef, she helps me out with that. But eating properly instead of eating stuff that inflames my body. I took a Zoomer pest, uh, peptide test, which essentially tells you what inflames your blood when you eat it. I was aller- allergic to corn, wheat, gluten, dairy, pretty much everything I liked. I couldn't eat. I took that I, I took that out, started taking it out in August, and over the course of time, I lost all this inflammation, lost a lot of fat, and slimmed down like crazy. I lost 18 pounds in 24 days. It was crazy. It wasn't fat. It was all water weight. You know how I looked before? I was not skinny. So a lot of the changes in that regard, obviously having the hand injury was no fun, and then learning to play golf again with a new hand. What is it, a bionic was hand? It Robocop? <laughs> so, you know, it's like one of the nice things about this week in regard to Bryson. Like, Bryson playing well is interesting oh. for golf. Yeah. It is. He's a fascinating character. Totally. And, like, you know, I kind of, I've, I've missed him since he's gone to live because he's just not really, like, as present in the... Yep. In the but anyways, he talked like this week was a big thing about like him, like boiling down and getting back to like, I want to play good golf again. Like, I want to be a great golfer. And they talked about like, you know, he went back to like his his swing coach uh, from when he was younger. And they talked about like, just like maybe a little bit less tinkering. He said, I'm tired of changing. uh, I'm tired of changing, trying different things. Yeah. Could I hit it a little further? Could I try and get a little stronger? Sure. But I'm not going to go full force. The fast twitch stuff is still there. I built it, ingrained that in. Long drive is more fast twitch than anything. Yeah. You have to build a muscle system that can support it. You see a lot of guys that are lanky and just hit it really far. It's because of that fast twitch. You could train it. It's not easy to train. It hurts, but you can do it. I I have it now and it's fantastic. But like the whole premise of the week was around Bryson, like kind of going back to like trying to play good golf and not being a long drive guy. I remember this. Jaime Diaz had the scoop, right? That he had brought yeah. in his Mike shy and was just like kind of going back to his roots of being, he was a great golfer as an amateur. Yeah. I mean, he was a great guy. He won the U S open. He was number five in the world at the start of last year. Right. Right. 
And I mean, he is a trial and error guy. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have gotten to 260, and, and, but I picked up some things in that trial. Anyway, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. So long irons were back. That was a big story of the uh-huh. first round. Long par threes. It was making some players mad. They were hot about like the 240 yard par threes, 270 yard par threes, um, and some longer par fours. Um. So like you know what this did like and this like goes back to kind of. You know, Brooks wasn't playing great early in the round, but he had like this consequential chip in on the 11th green for birdie. And it felt like he stole something and it led, you know, he kept the round afloat and it, 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 he had that round, that first round just didn't kill him. And then it led to, I think it was 66, 66, 67, right? Or 68. Um, Rory shot 71. He was awful. He hit two fairways. Spraying it. Yeah. He thought he 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 believed he was sick. And he whoop. just he, he got whoop, bad whoop numbers. Yeah, bad whoop yeah. numbers. He said, "Just not at my best. I'm just struggling with my swing." Yeah, it's pretty messy out there. So just trying to make pars. One thing I should have hit on in the pre like was the local news stations really trying to hammer home like the hometown kid. Right. He like yeah. stepped on, foot on the grounds like once, maybe like ten years ago, because he's obviously his wife is from Rochester. That was like a big narrative. He's, he's an like, honorary member. I, I don't. don't kill. Yeah, that kind of got played out quickly. All right, go ahead. Rom shoots seventy six. Um, not not a good okay. start. Um, probably the news of the day, and obviously it was like this um frost delay. It pushed everything back. It actually like had this awesome late coverage. Like the light was awesome. It was okay. like the end of this like really good first day. Um, and Tom Kim is like playing well. So he's in coverage a lot. And he fell into the creek on six. Right, right, right. <laughs> like covered in mud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that obviously just sets like the social media. Like it just like blew up. Um, there was like this great clip of him finding out like looking at his phone and seeing that like all him falling into the Creek was on air, you know, um, uh, Hovland had a great quote on his scriptings because he's wearing like an orange shirt. It was just like always awful. And he said, (laughs) he said, no, (laughs) I, I, somebody asked him about like what he wears when he's at home. If he wears like this, like outlandish stuff. And he goes, no, I wear a lot of, gray black and that's about it jay lindenberg they give me this stuff and they pay me money to do so so i just show up and wear what they want me to wear scheffler hits uh shoots 67 in round one but the story was that he took five minutes to hit a single pitch shot he was like down down to the right of a green and it took him five minutes was that it? The, the drive 14 what's yeah. the drive yeah, yeah i think that's what it was and it's just like this is insane this can't can't yeah. happen everyone like everybody was trying to build up 14 as an awesome hole and like day one it was very clear it was gonna suck um the short par four everybody was just trying to hit it in the bunker yeah. um all right so i was searching around you know obviously Everything we've talked about in this year in review <laughs> before block, before blocky comes like the Kool-Aid man bursting through the wall into our lives. 
I was wondering who who might have started, who might have been the first Flocky uh, Mania. I had a tweet. Oh. <laughs> I found a tweet. I found a tweet. I was captivated. From you. I remember this. Yeah. My my and my Twitter searched the first big blocky <laughs> endorsement of record was from Brendan Porath. It took off too. I think everybody was into it. This walk and talk with Club Pro Michael Block is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> One of the better Club Pro integrations into the tournament I've seen. It's it largely was. it's largely because of Block. It seems super enjoyable and insightful. <laughs> it was great. I remember it clearly and tweeting about it. It was a great walk and talk. We've the been talking about Blocky and how this all happened. How this all happened. <laughs> and sure enough, when you do the research, it comes back <laughs> to you. <laughs> You and maybe somebody else. We'll get to the next person okay. shortly. Okay. I mean, he did the walk and talk like three more times. I think he asked for it on Sunday. CBS we'll like, get no, into that. We'll get good. into that. All right. All right. All right. All right. More switches from a stealth to back to the sim. Oh, God. <laughs> and then... I don't know if you remember the start of the day, the very beginning of the day, what the what the mania was. On Friday? Thursday. Thursday? No. What? It's Kazuki Higa, our guy. <laughs> who we devoted a lot of the pre the yeah. it was one of our favorite tea times. Because I believe Higa, who's five foot two, was paired with like I think Patton Kazire and someone else <laughs> who was very tall. <laughs> So, so we he devoted. He birdied four of his first five holes, and everybody was losing their mind because because the start was pushed back two hours. Yeah. Like yeah. Higa was like the story of the tournament, whereas he would have gone out like at seven thirty in the morning sure. and been like, "Oh, he went out blazing," but like it, nobody was paying attention. Everybody was paying attention to Kazuki Higa. Yeah. Um, we had hit him in our preview pod. Yeah, we had Higa the- facts. Higa facts. facts. They were yeah. armed with them. All and right. he was, yeah, yeah. We were, we were, we were telling people that we needed a screenshot of him next to Patton, and everybody was <laughs> screenshotting and walking off the tenth tee. I think he teed off ten. Um, all right. So Friday, um, the afternoon morning wave got the got the bad bad end of the draw. Um, okay. After Friday, the leaders are Scheffler, Connors, and Hovland are your three leaders. Stripers. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the bad end of the draw in in one player comes roaring up and people are like, uh oh, you know who that is? I think I want I honestly I think I want to say DJ. Didn't he have a run? He was he was in in the mix. But Brooks shoots a back nine thirty one. Okay. To rumble up the rumble up into contention. Okay. He was it did. It looked like it was like uh, he's not he's not doesn't have it this week. Back nine thirty one, uh, leads to sixty six, and just sets him on his way. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, Rory, there's more more struggles from Rory. <laughs> he laid up into the water on the seventh hole. This oh, was you, maybe one of the worst shots I've ever seen a pro hit. You got on. You pounced on this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, just. <laughs> He he's playing just terrible, but that that's just like a decision that you just can't make, right? You just 
can't lay up into the water. It just like it bounces into there and people are yeah. like, oh, the r- fairways were running so fast. It's like, well, you hit a club that you don't hit into the water. But he plays his last 10 minus three to get to even and he's like somewhat in it. But he's like, after the round, he's like, I'm, I'm playing terrible. He's and, he, and he's like, and he's driving it really bad. And he goes, I may just tee it high and bomb it everywhere. <laughs> Which is, becomes his strategy and he starts to play better because of it. Um, blocky, it's blocky mania. Blocky mania is, is t- well, it's taking off. So okay. he's he's like, he's playing great. He's like yeah. in the mix. So he gets no. to the, he he gets to the uh, fourth, the par five, and he's got a wedge in the middle of the fairway, and he makes bogey. Okay, and he's like squarely in the telecast. The next hole, he shanks it. On the par three fifth. Oh, I remember this. Off to the right. <laughs> yes. That par clip, three. Clips a tree, and it luckily stays in bounds. Yeah, aren't yeah. there homes, or it's OB over there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he, and he has like a full wedge into the green. So at this point, he ends up shooting 70, and it's this roller coaster round, uh-huh. you know, and again, he's just endearing himself to everything. And this is where he starts to get the, he gets the press conference, like, and he starts to take off. Makes the Sh- cut. Shaq yeah. wrote his, his quintessential early Friday newsletter, Jeff Shackelford. Um, great during great majors coverage at the quadrilateral. Um, and it, he, like, I wouldn't be able to get through these majors without him, uh, okay. without his newsletter. Shaq's newsletter title is, Michael Block is just what this PGA championship needed. <laughs> the first line, the first line of the newsletter is golf needs more Michael Block. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. We got it. We got it. So between you and Jeff Shackelford, more, more. <laughs> this is more, what more. started Blocky Mania and every everyone Taking their ride on the blocky blocky Ferris wheel. <laughs> That's good. All right. Good find. So, honestly, some great quotes in here from Blocky's press conference. I feel like I've got the game this week to compete, to tell you the truth. I feel like I could shoot even par out here every day. And I feel like at the end of four days, that might be a pretty good result. I mean, he shot 70, 70, 70, 71. Okay. I forgot about that. Okay. He almost shot three, four straight 70s. Yeah. Like he, pretty cool to say that I, so he, they asked him about like the guys like that he was beating like Rom, he's ahead of Rory or he's, I think he's tied with Rory, he's ahead of Rom, he's beaten beating like they ahead of Speeth, like all these guys he's ahead of. Pretty cool to say the least, he said. Tears welling up and his voice giving out. Yeah, I wish those guys could come to my office and hang out with me. Come teach with oh, come me on. on the back oh, of the ro- driving range. The thing is, he later contradicted himself that he doesn't really teach people who are out there right now. Yes, yeah, sorry. I don't know why that makes me emotional, but it but it does. Sorry, John. Um, several. Uh, so this He's is Shackleford. God, I this can from, remember it now. Complete showman. All right. This is from Shackleford's newsletter. Several spectators I spoke to said they came out just to root block on because this one fan told me he just seems like a genuine guy who handled that interview like a veteran TV guy. He so did. at the end of his interview, after the second 70, and this like endeared him to fans, like 
I'll have my lunch with an IPA in hand in the next hour and watch the coverage on TV. On Saturday night, he was like out at a bar late. It's just a guy in the diner, middle of America, having a beer at the bar. Monday Q had a tweet. In the last 10 seasons, Block has played 145 events. This is like SCGA events. 43 wins, 26 runners up. 126 top 10s. Meaning he's finished first or second in 48% of the events over the last 10 years in the top 10, 87% of the time. Crazy. Crazy. Him and the pig man are just dominant forces in the SCGA. Yeah. Hovland, obviously, is co-leader. He says in an interview, uh, I was young and stupid about the past majors. That was his quote. (laughs) What is it? And... Like he get, really turned a corner this mm-hmm. year. This was it. This 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 major specifically. DJ hits a shank on Friday also. So is Blocky and DJ hitting shanks. <laughs> Saturday. Do you remember what the weather was like Saturday? Got hot, right? Didn't it get no, hot? No, just pissed pissed rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like all day. Yeah. Claire yeah. Rogers had like a great tweet because they had all the guys in their rain jackets and like backwards hats like like sh- something about like a go to, to a party at Sigma, Sigma Chi later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Brooks is out ahead at this point. He shoots uh, uh, at minus six. He shoots 66 in pouring down rain. Awful weather. He hits nine of 14 fairways and 15 of 18 greens. It was just like a pure ex- exhibition and it just you know he played with bryson that was kind of like an undercard of the day ah. is it was like this rival this thing that we wanted two years ago happened but they're at live and they're i think bryson had a quote like we're we have like a common goal to grow the game <laughs> we're united now we're like you know was this what, was this when he said global gdp of the game was that this week you remember that i quote? don't think you i don't we'll think that was that. this week it might have been another year even but global gdp i okay. hope it wasn't this week if i miss okay. that no, this week fine. i'll feel pretty you're bad fine. um connors and hovland are chasing goodbye to five and the big question was can brooks close this out um in there connors has that um embedded ball on seventeen, on sixteen. Okay. So in the bunker, he's out in front and he hits it into the thing. So like, there's this embedded ball into the face of the bunker on sixteen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's like you know, there's like there's this great Canada. This is great Canada. There's three Canadians at the top ten at some point. I was I was waiting for the telecast to say, you know, they're playing well because it's so close to Canada. You know, but it never yeah, happened. Right. I think somebody on radio might have said right. it. Oh, it came up there that like fans could get there to root on <laughs> Connors. It definitely came up. This is the closest major we'll ever get to Canada. That became a thing. But you were pushing before it for unintentional reasons. Go ahead. So the big question is, Brooks, can, can, can he close it out? Um, he said, learning what I learned at Augusta kind of helped today. Like I said, I won't do it again the rest of my career. And like, nobody knows what this is. He keeps talking about it. He kept talking about it through like the end of Sunday. You know, it's like oh, this. Yeah. He, he like won't this. won't talk about the secret that he learned, the thing he picked up. He did talk on Sunday about like playing slower. 
um, like an intentionally walking slower and different things so that because uh-huh. he, like, he wants to play fast. Like he talks about like how he wants to play. And that was one of the things he took away from Augusta. His friend said he took him out of it, but he never says what this thing is like. And, and we'll get to it on Sunday, but he alludes to this again. Right. Okay. Um, so it Hovland was looking like he was going to fade out. He bogeyed five and six, and it was like, oh, here goes Hovland. Like, this is what he does in majors. This is what he did at the Masters. But then he goes on a run, and he, like, stays in it. And it was, like, kind of one of the surprising stories of Saturday after bogeying five and six. Um, We're all blockheads at this point. He made I mean, the just the, the, We're the, expecting so he, the 78 any day now, right? I might have, sli- might have slipped out of my mouth. Do you, do you remember who he played with on Saturday? And this like pairing just accentuated yes. it. Yes, now I do. You didn't let it <laughs> slip, but it's crystallizing for me right now. <laughs> Justin Rose. Yes. It's like, it's like of all the people in the yeah. world, yes. there was one man that was going to just jump on the block train and, and like aid in the amplification. It was Justin Rose. They were like bowing about, high-fiving yeah. about. Justin Rose was just thirst-bucketing around. Patting him on the back. Yeah. Just, you know, mugging for the cameras every time. Yeah, I remember that. He did his second walk and talk of the week today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, CBS had to get their cut. They had to wet their, you know, ESPN got the first one. CBS (laughs) needed to wet their whistle with it. All right. So you ready for some blocky quotes? Of course, always. I didn't look at Rosie's face for the first three holes because I'm a big fan of Rosie. And I've watched him my whole life. And I knew it could could get a little too intimidating. The fact that, holy crap, I'm sitting here playing with Justin Rose, and that might be too big for me. So I, too big for me. I can't wait till Colonial. (laughs) Saturday of PGA, playing with Justin Rose is too big for Blocky. (laughs) So I literally... Just kind of looked down, looked at his shoes the first couple holes, and got off to a decent start and went from there. All right. This is, this is, there's a question on how Blocky stays so humble. That was the question? They let him yes. there? They yes. prefer. Oh, Stay down to earth? Hmm. Have you met my wife? <laughs> she will keep you down to earth more than anyone in the world. The guy is Ar- a politician. <laughs> Jesus. She's okay. an Argentinian Italian fireball that will tell me everything you don't want to hear. But yeah, she'll keep me down to earth like you have no idea. It's pretty easy for me. I grew up in St. Louis. I grew up in Iowa. Kind of a combination. Midwest roots. My oh. parents would never let me get outside my box, right? Oh, he's with, you know, F1 drivers and DJ Khaled and all this other stuff. All right. What he plans to do Saturday night. So I'm going to sit back as much as I can with my friends and family at the house we rented and watch the videos tonight and see all my new followers on Instagram. It's been crazy. It's been awesome. That night he was spotted out at a bar with his, with his badge. His credential, his lanyard. Yeah, yeah. Making sure everybody knew in in his in his full gear, making sure everybody knew 
You know, the raw hat was out at the bar. He was looking to be seen. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can't ask somebody you didn't know exists two days ago how they stay humble. You don't know that person. You don't know if they're humble. And Mike Block, he might be humble. But you can't ask somebody how they stay humble if you just met him two days ago. All right. All right. DeChambeau, on the state of his relationship with former rival Kepka, I think we have a common goal growth of the game we have franchises to focus on now <laughs> and also good golf to play franchises common goals mcelroy rory on his on his driving approach i was just aiming it down one side of the hole and hitting driver and just sort of accepting that it probably will end up, will go in the rough <laughs> and if i do hit it in the rough i'll it's funny I was just, I was a little more accepting of the ball going in the rough today, and I actually hit more fairways because of it. By expecting it to go in the rough, you hit more fairways. <laughs> That's right. That was the, that became the strategy after a while. And this was on a wet day, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, Rom had a bad, bad day. Bad day. And he was in a bad attitude. He had a bad attitude. He slammed his wedge into a mic- greenside microphone. Okay, remember that. It was like day. yelling, and then he yelled at a cameraman. He said, okay. stop aiming that at my face when I'm mad, he told the cameraman. Oh, yeah. It's all you guys do. I'd like to point out, like to point out that um, that's literally a cameraman's job. <laughs> Aim the camera at someone's face. Yep. Um, the day before, Rom had yelled right after 11, great fucking hole. So he's just <laughs> in a bad, bad mood. Um, another Bryson quote. It's about ball striking. No matter what physical form I take on. <laughs> physical form. Like he was C-3PO or something. He's just morphing. <laughs> Lucas Herbert. I'm not a Star Wars nerd. I don't know what that means. Go ahead. Flicked off the eighth green. That's the that's that does it for Saturday. Was so, this when Taylor Moore threw his driver down? I think Taylor Moore oh, was also yeah. in the rain, throwing his driver down the fairway. But I don't know. It hit him in the face. It came back. I forget. All right, go ahead. All right, Brooks wins Sunday. It's a great uh-huh. effort from Hovland. Like incredible. You know, yep. going back and forth. Like really, really great. Probably. Probably the best Sunday showdown of the of the year. Um, so he shoots sixty seven to win by two two over Hovland and Scheffler. Scheffler rocketed it up with a sixty five on Sunday, and I think he shot thirty on the back nine, maybe. Okay. Um, okay. Scheffler like really was the one that kind of like shit the bed when you think when you read back is like he he shot forty on the front nine on on uh, Saturday when he was in the lead. And he okay. like the putting was awful. I mean, he missed like three, three shorties, and it's like okay. he ended up two back. Um, definitely ball striked well enough. This is this is like when the Scheffler putting thing like really became a big problem, and it carries okay. through the next few weeks. Um, Kepka is like pressed to make it a big deal about Liv, and he said, "I definitely think it helps Liv, but I'm I'm more interested in my own self right now." And to be honest with you. Um, to be honest with you, yeah, it's a huge thing for Liv, but at the same time, I'm out here competing as an individual at the PGA Championship. I'm just happy to take this home for the third time. So he like 
really tries to distance himself from the live thing. It's not, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Like Hovland was like pushing him, and like if you think about the way he closed, he drove the fourteenth green, and then Hovland, you know, hits it into the bunker face, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. at that moment, it's like Hovland's still in it. He has to take an unplayable. And he takes the unplayable, and then Brooks hits it to like a gimme on sixteen. It was right. just an awesome, like slam the door, major championship moment from Brooks. Like a, a, an approach shot that like for me, yeah. yeah, it lives with that Bell Reeve uh, long iron, like the four iron on what was it sixteen, yeah, where he just kind of you know slam the door, just like iconic Brooks Kepka moment up and down on four, like it's up and down on 14 at, at Shinnecock, like kind of sticks with me as another one. Um, didn't he hit one into the hazard and maybe like made a par or a good bogey on 11 like, on okay. 11. Okay. So he got up and down and he had like a crazy lie in the face of the bunker and he gets okay. up and down for bogey. Okay. Um, so people are asking, uh, you know, uh, what's going uh, like his, you know, uh, the, the masters, like, what's this thing? And he goes, no, that wasn't what was going on. It was something completely different. I think he was talking about, um, slow play. Um, it was something I took to the first tee. I think, look, I learned from it. I'm very pleased with what I took from it. And I'm pleased with the honesty I was able to dive into my best friend, actually my brother's caddy, uh, my best friend. I think we stayed up probably most of the night just talking about it. And he kind of ripped into me pretty good about it. So I made sure he was texting me all last night about it, making sure I wouldn't fall into the same trap. And he just never tells us what this is. Okay. Um, so Scheffler Brooks made nine bogeys. Scheffler made seven bogeys all week and he made zero putts outside of 16 feet. Holy cow. Finished two back. They made two fewer bogeys. Two fewer bogeys. Like of all the players, you know, you got Hovland who was really in the mix. Scheffler, Scheffler, like Brooks gained, I think like four or five more shots on the greens than Scheffler. Um, And it it wasn't like the putting was really bad. That one front nine, it wasn't terrible. It's just, he didn't make anything. Um, Whereas, you know, the, the Brooks, like the lag putting, he rolled in a couple here and there. And that's the difference. Right. Um, Uh Blocky. All right. You ready for Blocky? The ace. She's 71. Plays with Rory. Plays with Rory. Paired with Rory. I mean, in the lead up, everybody's like, oh, Rory's going to get Jeff Knox again. Like there was like legitimate worry that Rory was going to lose to him. Rory beat him out. I bet my own money on this. The Lamagna was like, this is insanity. Lamagna, the backlash to block was starting to percolate. Not fully, but Lamagna was like, data suggests you absolutely put your life savings on Rory. He's not losing to block head to head. He didn't. So I think got I gotta tight. pull I gotta pull up the whole one. But so he made two hundred and eighty eight thousand uh dollars. Uh gets up and down on uh on eighteen, right? Yeah, so he gets up and down on 18. Uh, a- Rory told an amazing uh, story on the subpar. So he finished 15th on the subpar podcast with Colt Nost. So R- Rory said that uh, So Blocky hits his chip shot up. 
and Harry and he tosses his ball to Harry to to clean on eighteen. Oh my god! Ridiculous, uh, ridiculous up and down, insane up yeah. and down. So uh, Harry's washing the ball, and he said, "I think this is how the story goes." I apologize, like I listened to the pod. I I I don't. But he said, he said, "Have you know? Is your short game always this good?" And Blocky goes, "No, no, it's usually better." <laughs> That was to get the exemption to Valhalla. To get the, next the exemption year. Of, uh, to the Valhalla. Top 15. Do you want All me to right. play the ace? Do you have it? I, I, I have okay. it. I have All right. It. Here's the ace. The fairy tale story. No. No way. Is it in the hole? Is it in the hole? All right. So I... I, Rory, did it go... No, everybody's just like reacting to a a shot that went to five feet. So Rory is walking down. He turns around to congratulate him. Like he turns around, walks back to congratulate him. He gives him a hug, and yet, like a minute and a half later, he's going, "No, did that go in? Did that go in?" <laughs> no, I'm just hugging you. That didn't go shot. in, did it? So this is what he said: <laughs> "That didn't go in, did it? No, no, no way, <laughs> Rory. That didn't go in, did it? Is it in the hole?" This is not over like a 10 second stretch. It's like it's over like a minute. Yeah. Right. The showman. <laughs> oh my blocky. All right. Incredible. So, so here's uh here's his quotes. So I hit it and it's just right at it, but I can't say it just like now and all of you sudden it disappears. Whatever. I'm like cool. I'm like, thanks, guys. Rory is walking down the pathway 20 yards away from me, turns around and starts walking back towards me with his arms open to give me a hug. And he goes, you made it. (laughs) So why did he keep asking if it went in? (laughs) Because he was this moment. It became a... He's a showman. (laughs) He's a showman. He literally upstaged Brooks Kepka's win, kind of. This became the moment of the like the one singular highlight it was, of the it day. It was up for Espy yeah. player of the player of the year. And then he was yep. upset when he didn't win. He, so was. I, he was. I go, what? I'm like, seriously? He's like, yeah, you did. He had to tell me five times that I made it. So it was a pretty cool experience to have Rory be telling me. That I made a whole one in front of God knows how many people that were supporting me. Wait, they weren't there for Rory? Just supporting him? I mean, I guess they were happy for his shot, of course. Maybe. Uh, all right. Just a crazy. This is a Kyle Porter tweet. Okay. Blocky had to hush the crowds so Rory could putt. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I love it. 
All right. So he beat Jordan Spieth by four shots, John Rahm by six, Dustin Johnson by eight, and Justin Thomas by 11. I mean, this is the whole thing. It's not just fame for no reason. He went out and did it. He accomplished something. He played his ass off. It's not a Kardashian type thing. I mean, you have to go back and you have to say, like, this might be the 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 most amazing player, a golfer rising and playing the greatest golf of his life and the yeah. most consequential moment, like playing above and beyond. Like we've seen this play out. I mean, he's not he's not a PGA Tour player. Right. And yet for a week, he played like one of the best players in the world. It is like perhaps the greatest intersection of an outlier performance at the most important time you could have an outlier performance. And he knew he knew how to add a lot, an extra, you know, spoonful of sugar to every moment, right? And just escalated into the stratosphere. All right. He was you, so good. Rising the occasion on the showmanship, too. We're almost done here. Yeah. Rory, on on the quote unquote unbelievable experience of playing with Michael Vaughn. <laughs> We both got amazing support, but you know, he got unbelievable support, understandably so, being in this position as a club pro and playing so well and competing in the latter stages of a major championship. It was really impressive. It was nice to go out there and share the course with him for 18 holes. (laughs) Share the course. Michael Block on his big week. I'm like the new John Daly, but I don't have a mullet. And I'm not quite as big as. (laughs) What? Come on. And and I'm. Think about the humble quote two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the new John Daly. (laughs) That's pretty good. I'm like the new John Daly. I don't have. But I don't have a mullet, and I'm not quite as big as him yet. I'm just a club professional, right? I work. I have fun. I have a couple boys that I love to play golf with. I have a great wife. I have great friends. I live the normal life, and I love being at home. I love sitting in my backyard. My best friend in the world is my dog. I cannot wait to see him. I miss him so much. It's ridiculous. My little black lab. Getting the dog owners. Getting the dog dog, uh, population behind him, too. He hit every demo. Kissing babies, dog owners, you know, the guy having a beer in the pub. Guy is just a politician. He's incredible. Playing to every constituency. (laughs) Right off the bat. Um, Last last bit, last note here on the PGA. We'll wrap it with this. It's another Kyle Porter tweet. A fan just yelled, this is at Patrick Reed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a tough putt, Patrick. You have to mark it where the ball is. <laughs> and Kessler, Patrick Reed's caddy, just turned around and flicked him off. <laughs> Man. Just after Dubai, it's been a pretty de- Patrick-free, Patrick Reed-free year in review. So good to get that little nugget in to put a cap on the PGA. <laughs> there, oh, one last thing. I, I, right. I skipped this because I was a little disorganized. Oh. Hovland, I'm playing with Kepka. It's not easy going toe-to-toe with a guy like that. He's just 
he's he is not going to give you anything, and it didn't yeah. re- really feel like I gave him anything either until sixteen. So it's like you know, I think like there. I think well, and I think this is like especially with where Havlin got with mm-hmm. this year, right? Yep. It. I think this is just like an incredible quote that that kind of like persona that that brings to life Brooks Kepka at a major, and you know this is five major championships. This is the you know one of the greats of this era just like that quote encapsulates like he doesn't give you anything in these in these majors uh-huh yep yep and it was the rare instance when like a guy didn't get it done at a major where you're like oh can he get it done you felt like real progress was made just by getting to 16 holes you felt a little yeah. more confident and usually it's like oh he's falling short again but it's like, yeah, this nah, was a real builder for Hovland. Yeah. His short game was really good. It was the first time like where he had like some really great up and downs. It was his short mm-hmm. game was really good. We weren't sure how good it was because of like, you know, it was all one shot out of rough. But there you go. PGA part part six of the year I, review. One one event. Last nugget. The miracle of Oak Hill. Sawan Kim made the cut. Oh, After finishing God, 48th on live the entire year, his best finish was like 46. He somehow made the cut. I don't know why I had that in my notes. The miracle of Oak Hill, not just Michael Block, but Sawan Kim making the uh, cut. I just got wrapped up All in right. Blocky that I buried a big story. Um, year review, part six. We'll be hopefully back. No, hopefully no meal report before. Yeah, we've got Colonial. Oh, the Block stuff Colonial is amazing. So we'll pick that up. Memorial is the- amazing, too. June sixth memo coming after that. Who knows? The U.S. Open. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. We'll get there before Christmas. I'm confident. Everyone, enjoy your Wednesdays. We'll be back with you on Friday. (laughs) 